This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Vibrant Raw Living. I'm your host, Victoria Madian. Join me on a journey of discovering your infinite potential. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, I wanted to talk with you guys about instinct, how instinct can lead us into different situations in our life. Sometimes it puts us in situations where we are really open to new experiences and it's really enlightening and really positive. And other times it can lead us into a position where we're feeling like maybe we made a wrong choice. I have, and I'm sure you have experienced several times in your life where instinct has led you into different situations. I feel like overall one of the huge takeaways that we can learn from instinct is that it's a teacher to us and it teaches us a lot of different lessons that we can learn from if we listen to and also learn from if we don't listen to. In learning from instincts and listening to instincts, there are certain impulses that I feel like are healthy to follow that lead towards greater expansion on a more obvious level, more so than others, like doing things for ourselves that, you know, promote health in whatever way that seems to meet us at that moment. And everybody's def- definition of health is a little bit different as well. Sometimes if somebody is choosing a certain path of maybe exercising more, then that's something that's positive for them if that's something they weren't doing for a while. But to somebody else who's constantly exercising and really doesn't need to be pushing themselves that hard, Maybe if their body's telling them to rest for a day and take it easy, it's good to listen to that instinct. And maybe if we're having the instinct to rest on a time where we really know that we should be pushing ourselves, it's good to go against that instinct. Or if we're having impulses of going down a path of behaviors that we know is not going to lead us towards a positive result, We can choose to learn from those experiences and maybe not go down that path again. In general, I feel like instinct does have a lot to teach us. There are more natural instincts to us than others. On a more baseline level, our instincts are to eat food and reproduce and avoid pain and pursue pleasure on a very baseline level for human physiology. That's pretty much what we're hardwired by evolution to do. But there's a lot of things that come along with that that can sometimes lead us into interesting places. When it comes to addictive behaviors or staying in things that don't necessarily promote the healthiest of relationships with ourselves and other people, and don't allow us to cultivate that, those are things that 
we can learn from in regards to discernment and letting go. I have learned some interesting lessons over the years from going against my instincts. And I have to say last week I experienced that. I had um, a really long day of teaching. I had been teaching for about seven hours straight. I was physically pretty exhausted and just kind of felt like I wanted to get back to my place and rest and take it easy that evening. But just as I was about to get on the freeway, I decided to change lanes and I hit a red light. So I was able to kind of switch direction and instead of turning onto the freeway, I was able to make a U-turn and go into a different direction. And I had an instinct to be like, no, go to the beach, have a nice dinner for yourself and go to sound healing meditation. And I was really, really happy that I chose to do that because those are all things that really bring me a lot of peace. And I think when you get in stressed out situations where you feel like your life is going out of control and sometimes you don't know whether to trust your instincts or not, then you can get a little bit confused. In this instance, I decided to listen to a different option instead of going with what might be more of the normal route that I would take to just ending my day. I chose to do something a little bit different and I was able to see people that I hadn't seen in a while and just experience a different level of peace and freedom that allowed me to feel really good at the end of the day, and I was really pleased with the decision that I had made. So that was a time where I didn't really trust my initial instinct, and I waited for another option. I feel like we can always wait for a different voice to come through. We can listen to the initial impulse or impulsive voice, which gives us a an initial suggestion, an initial option to take. But I feel like there's always an option to have a bit of patience and see what else you can come up with and see like, okay, that's one option, but what else could I possibly do? What other instincts are coming up for me? Feel the initial instinct, fully feel it, don't try to push it away. And then listen to what else may come up. Listen to what other parts of your brain might start working in in respect to learning from hindsight. On a more primal level, we might have experienced going into situations that in the past led us into danger. And so that will stick in our memory and we'll avoid those situations. But sometimes that doesn't come through right away. And so we have to remind ourselves that certain decisions are not the best for us and everybody has that for some people going into a certain place may have an effect on them where it's not a good place for them to be for example if an alcoholic goes into a bar that might not be a good decision for them 
However, if a person who is sober and does not have alcoholic tendencies is going into a bar to be social with their friends and they're capable of being responsible with their actions and not letting it get out of hand, then that's an okay situation for that individual. But every single person is a little bit different. Everyone's body reacts to different situations differently and different people differently. You know, if we've had a bad run in with a certain individual in our past, it may be good to just learn from that and set up different boundaries that keep us safe and keep us in a good mindset so we don't feel like all people are bad or, you know, just because this one person was bad to us, because that's not the truth. You know, all people are not bad, but if we have a run-in with an individual and it tends to be consistent, we can start to have this idea that, oh, just, you know, all people are like this and I don't want to go be a part of this type of activity because everybody's judging me incorrectly or whatever it may be, or everyone's going to be treating me incorrectly, disrespecting me, that type of thing. So, It's important to know that that might be an isolated incident, but there are also variables to different incidents which will shape our ability to create different experiences when we trust the same instinct to go into a situation with an open mind. It might be a totally different experience than what we would have initially experienced. One of the major instincts that I feel like I've worked a lot with over the years in regards to overcoming is fear. Fear in the sense that fear can hold you back from a lot of things. I know that I've experienced this with my dance practice and my yoga practice and with just generally taking care of my health. You know, going out on stage for the first time, as I've spoken about in the first podcast episode, was kind of a scary thing for me, but eventually got easier and easier. And I think as I got older, it just became something that was very natural to me, and I didn't really think about it as much anymore, and it does or it has for me got less and less intimidating. Um, in yoga, going into certain stretches and certain postures, they do ignite a fight or flight type of response, especially back bending, because it's such a it's a very different and unusual and unnatural way for us to hold our body is doing a back bend. Um, you know, when we look at our closest relative in regards to species apes and primates we don't really see them doing too much back bending and you know the the spine really from the shape of the pelvis is very forward almost kind of like hunched most of the time for optimal movement and You know, they're swinging from trees, they're walking on their hands, whereas humans are bipedal and like going into a backwards place can tend to put a little bit of stress or quite a bit of stress on the spine, depending how deep you're going. And initially, when I started to lean backwards and 
practice back bends, it would feel like I was going to fall down backwards. And you don't want to do that because it's obviously not safe for you. But if you are doing it in a safe way in a yoga type setting, then you can practice overcoming your fear through the practice of yoga mentally and physically using your body and your mind and apply that into other areas in your of your life. I came to the point with backbending where I felt really, really comfortable with it and I felt like I really enjoyed it and I liked going into experiences in my life where I would be overcoming fear and doing things like rock climbing and like ropes courses and balancing at really high heights and um, just not having fear of things that I think um, maybe people find scary and or things that I used to maybe find scary. I think one of the interesting things too is that like going on stage is something that or speaking public speaking is something that scares a lot of people I think I heard the quote somewhere once where if people were at a funeral, they'd rather be in the coffin than giving the eulogy. So um, I just I was found that really interesting and really honored and appreciated the the aspect that I was comfortable getting up in front of my classroom, giving speeches, that that wasn't something that I was afraid of. And I was grateful that I had had opportunities through performance, performing arts, and dance to overcome that. And dance has helped me get through a lot of fears, too, just in regards to self-expression, following my instinct to try different dance styles and even return to dance in such a way where I wanted to pursue it as more of a career path. You know, it's such a wonderful outlet for creativity and self-expression for me. And it's something that I'm really, really grateful that I get to do day in, day out and practice pretty much as much as I need to. I have the space to do it. I have the tools to do it. I have pretty much everything that I need. And I'm very grateful to have found my gift and what helps me feel good about myself at the end of the day and challenges me and it's a realm in which I push myself and I'm able to teach and give back to society by teaching and feel really good in my own skin. And there was a time in my life probably when I was 18, 19 where I felt like I needed to take a break from dancing full time and I didn't think that I was ever going to dance again the same way I did when I was younger, and I didn't think that I was going to compete again either. But once I came to college, my first couple years of college, I was just really studying dance. I was studying dance from a perspective of dance on film, really learning about dance history, the history of like European dance, and doing a lot more of the textbook work, really educating myself from the fundamentals on a historical level about the art form more so than the movement at that time. And I was still dancing and teaching and assisting, but it wasn't as much as I had been used to doing when I was younger. My last two years of college, I got a lot more into Latin ballroom and East Asian styles of dance and more well-rounded 
I guess, you know, studying jazz, tap, ballet, lyrical, modern, improvisation, salsa, um, all out in styles, and then, you know, Indian, Indonesian, Thai, Chinese, Japanese, and several traditional styles within all of those cultural styles. So, you know, like Indian has Baharnatyam, and, you know, there's several different traditional styles of dance within Chinese dance. In all those different cultures, it's not just like they have one type of dance. Just like American dance has, you know, it's not just hip hop. There's crump, there's break dancing, there's street style. There's there's a whole bunch of different realms within that. There's pop and lock. There's a whole bunch of different realms within that categorized genre. So I had a moment when... I decided that I wanted to get another degree in dance or get a degree in dance. And that following that instinct really led me to a place where I was really, really grateful. I received a scholarship after college to a performing arts program that got me in touch with a lot of professionals within the industry with from Southern California, from the East Coast, from you know, international performers, it was something that really allowed me to segue into working professionally as much as I wanted to or needed to at the time to continue to enjoy dance. And I'm grateful that I took the years that I needed to away from dance because I realized what that felt like and there was a part of me that missed it and missed it so much so that when I returned to it I mean it was mixed me teary-eyed right now but it was an instinct that I was really really grateful that I followed because it's just given so much to my life and allows me to give so much to my students and the people that I get to work with day in, day out, and the community that I get to be a part of, especially in Southern California, constantly going to conventions and competitions. It's, you know, many of the people that I see at these places are people that I've grown up with, you know, like, it's really special for me to be able to experience that. So, Dance is one of the first instincts that I followed. You know, I would hear music and just start dancing to the point where my mom decided to put me in dance classes because she saw that that was an instinct that I was following. And I'm really grateful that she helped me to pursue that and help me get like educated at it at a young age. You know, I feel like people can lose track of following their instincts in regards to following what they love in life and lose track of what actually makes them happy. And I can't stress enough how important it is to have those things that you can go back to, that you can trust, that are just foundational parts of your life that really are practices that you can continue to come back to over time that will help you grow and expand in such a way that's healthy, that helps you move forward from challenging times in your life because we're all going to have them. We're going to deal with people disrespecting us from time to time, people 
you know, possibly even being abusive to us. And I think learning from those experiences and realizing what makes you happy being around good people that don't treat you like that helps you get through those times, um, even on a degree of self-worth where you realize, you know what, I deserve better than this and I don't need this in my life. And I have every right to have higher standards and trust my instinct that I can do better than this and I can find love that is more loving than this and love myself more than this. And to be around those people and to get to grow with the people that do care about you is also a really amazing gift. I feel like a lot of my close friends in my life are people that they do trust their instincts a lot. Even just the different choreographers that I get to work with, it is very based on instinct. When you choreograph, you are physically giving representation to the instinct you have in regards to bringing the music to life. As a dancer, your job essentially is to bring the music to a physical state so if a blind person was listening to the music and a deaf person was watching the dance they would still be feeling the same thing and they would be experiencing that story whatever it is and they would be able to feel if there was happiness and joy or if there was pain and sadness they would be able to feel that you know because that's an outlet for musicians is also, you know, creating music and sharing in that way. For, for performing artists, it's more expressive and using the body in a different way and conveying the message in a, in a bit of a different way. But being able to learn to trust my instincts, even through improvisational dance, when I had plenty of experience and um, opportunities to practice that growing up as a dancer. We had to learn how to interpret the music and not just stay stuck in our technique. And I can really relate to that outside in the world in regards to the fact that people get stuck in routines of day-to-day behavior that's very routine and they don't stray away from that. Sometimes they can stay in a place of such safety where they're not really wanting to take any risks and try something different because they don't, they're afraid of what might happen. And I think the interesting thing for me is there are obviously standby patterns of movement that are done over the years, you know, in regards to different ballet techniques, different modern and contemporary techniques, whether you're looking at Horton, Limone, Graham, a lot of different techniques within that field. There are certain things that are set in stone that are steps that you will use throughout time and they have their place, you know, like the alphabet has its place. You know, there are just certain letters that you use to create certain words and that's what you use but there's also ways to use that in such a creative way and create new expression with that and 
let that be a part of your expansion in regards to helping you on a physical, mental, spiritual, and creative level become more expressive and more current and more contemporary, more with the times, more present, to grow with the culture that is all around you all the time that other people are experiencing and to express yourself in such a way where you feel really present with that. You feel present with the emotions that are in your body and feel comfortable conveying that to people and whether it's in front of an audience or just to another person or just with yourself, just being comfortable experiencing whatever you need to experience and Using your instinct to do that as well. Creating different types of movement. I know a choreographer who just recently won another Emmy, Travis Wall, who's been on So You Think You Can Dance and um, has just done so much brilliant work over the years. He's somebody that I look to that is really kind of always creating a lot of different types of movement. And he really... He epitomizes bringing his his work to life through music and really bringing music to life through the physical body, through his dance company, Shaping Sound. And I think that what he does is really amazing. There might be other people that don't feel the same way, but I feel like I feel very inspired by the breadth of different styles that he likes to choreograph within whether it be jazz or contemporary lyrical um he has the ability to work with a lot of different dancers but he i feel like is a very instinctive person and is a very in touch with himself and very okay with himself as well in regards to expressing whatever he feels is right to him. And I feel like that's a process many people go through in life is just learning to express what feels right to you, to do what feels right to you and be okay with it. Not constantly having to check with different mentors or friends or people and be like, is this okay? Is that okay? Like, I don't know. Did I mess up? It's just like you get solid in knowing what you're doing is right for you. And it's your creation and it's your life and your experience and that you don't need to double check it with other people you don't need to second guess yourself and be like was that the right choice you can just learn how to trust yourself and be okay with what you choose to do and allow the instincts that you have to help you become all that you are and accept all that you are. I feel like an instinct that can be a little bit difficult to process is that of loving ourselves. Loving other people. Making a choice to be disrespectful to someone or to approach the situation with more compassion and love with ourselves or with other people. And I feel like probably for mostly the majority of people, or for some people, it might be more instinctive to react in 
maybe more of a defensive way to take things personally, to jump to conclusions, to make quick decisions about things, because sometimes that's necessary in life. However, there is another option usually to take in regards to roaming the path of being compassionate and being sensitive in such a way where you can understand where the other person might be coming from and use that that aspect of approaching a situation instead of which i feel like is instinctual but maybe less instinctual than approaching it with a bit more defensiveness i feel like it's a practice that we can give attention to again if we just kind of slow down take a couple deep breaths and think about what's happened maybe from a different point of view And I think maybe sometimes people feel like if they don't react defensively to a situation, then they feel like people are going to be taking advantage of them or they will not be showing them who's boss or whatever. Um, But I think it's always really important to keep in mind that the other person that you're talking to has feelings, has their own insecurities, has their own day-to-day struggles that they deal with and that to a certain degree people do deserve you giving them the benefit of the doubt that they are doing their best I think if it does become a consistent issue or it is a really big deal that happens where it's really inexcusable and can't really be forgiven as easily and does require a little bit more of an aggressive approach to it. If that is the situation, then it is what it is. It can be sort of a case-by-case basis or maybe a very unique circumstance or just what it happens to be. But I really do feel like if we can calm down and use the different emotional capacities that we have to be compassionate with one another then we can use our instincts in such a way which are positive for us i think following what you love in this life surrounding people surrounding yourself with people that you love in this life can be such a gift and it's not always available to us but when it is to just soak it up take it in and have gratitude for what we can do is an amazing way to use our instincts in our life. Thank you for tuning in to Vibrant Raw Living. Remember that you are just as worthy, deserving, and capable of achieving and maintaining your dreams as much as anyone else. If you have found this podcast useful, please subscribe via iTunes or SoundCloud and share it with your friends and family. You can find links to my Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest, and Snapchat in the show notes below. And if you'd like to follow me for updates, which I only share via email, come on over to my website at victoriamadian.com. I love you and I'm wishing you a wonderful day. Go out there and discover your infinite potential.
The Specialty Produce app is the world's number one handheld resource on produce. The app features photographs, recipes, geography and history, taste and culinary applications on over 1,900 produce items. From apples to zapote, we've got your produce questions answered. Our app is available for both iPhone and Android. Download our app for free today.